Welcome to the GigTube Podcast, hosted by Chad Polenz, a full-time gig economist since 2018. Each week, Chad talks to a fellow gig worker, content creator, or an industry insider to dig deep into the world of the gig economy. Let's see what they discover this week. Hey guys, Chad the Gig Economist here. Do another interview with another gig economist, Steve Lebinski, author of Shop Like a Pro, first and second edition just came out recently. <laughs> How you doing, man? Hi, Chad. Uh, nice. Th- we were thanks, just thanks again for inviting me. Yeah, we were just uh, talking off camera before our network dropped, but um, like you and I, I, we met like in one of the Facebook groups, like probably a year, year and a half ago or something, and I saw that you had written at the time the first edition of this book and uh we so we've been friends on facebook for a while and uh you know i'll see you in the big facebook groups and uh anyway so we're kind of we're we're almost like um brothers from a different mother or something because like what i do on youtube is kind of like what you did in these books showing people how to be instacart shoppers so um let's Kind of start at the beginning. Like, how did you get into becoming an Instacart shopper? Uh, well, okay, so um, I moved to Dallas three years ago, and uh-huh. sort of starting over. So I I'd seen Instacart around, and that's where I picked it up. And this was back in the back in the day, you know, when Instacart was pretty new here in Dallas. They had they had onboarding. Um, so you had to go down and meet actual Instacart people who would who would uh, test you with a uh, with shopping. And anyway, I picked up on it, but I, I picked up on it. I really liked it. But another thing that I really liked about it was the social aspect of it. And I kind of emphasized this in my book. One of the things that's really surprised me is. I've been able to meet a lot of people. You see other people. And if you do this full time, you see the same people shopping in the stores. They might be doing it for Instacart or Shift or another company. And uh, so I made a lot of friends. And actually, it's because of the help of my friends that I was able to write this book. Yeah, I I saw you mentioned a few people in here. It's funny because like in the second edition... You mentioned a dude named Chester from Daytona Beach, which is like a half hour up the road from me. I was like, "How do I not know this guy?" <laughs> yeah, Chester's—he's a—he's uh, a cool—he's cool. He's a—he's cool. uh, a retired, uh, retired. Uh, he comes to Dallas. Mm-hmm. Uh, he comes to Dallas a couple times a year to visit his daughter, and he does Instacart on the side. You know, he's got a retirement and everything, but he's right. one of the people I talk about in the book because he. He just does it on a side gig, and then he runs this like a business. He mm-hmm. when he comes to when he comes to Dallas, he claims a per diem on his taxes, mm-hmm. writes writes that all off, uh, and that's all in the book. So, did you have a regular day job before doing Instacart? No, no. I'm one of these people who has. I kind of got out of the habit of working for the man. Yeah. You know, um, so I like doing my own thing before this. And actually still, I, I, I run a cooking website with my family called Texas Cooking, texascooking.com. And uh, so that's the kind of stuff I'm attracted to. You monetize that site? Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, you. There's ads on there, so it's a publisher. It's okay. a publisher, so yeah. Well, I mean, because like I was in IT for like ten years, and then um, I actually moved to this apartment as part of a job for. It's actually a contract for Microsoft, and I only did it for like four months, and I hated it, and I quit. And then I had already been doing Uber and Lyft at that time, and then I had like. I was like really sick of doing rideshare. I don't know if you've ever done it, but I needed to find something else. So I signed up for like DoorDash and Instacart and Postmates and 
you know, all that stuff. And I, it took me a while, but I, I once I got into Instacart, I really liked it. I was like, oh, wow, this is like this sweet, sweet job, you know. Um, but you do both Instacart and Shipped, right? Yes. Now, is it like 50-50 or does, do you do one more than, than the other? Personally, uh, I'll do one for a couple of months. Get really, it'll, it'll just get old. So <laughs> yeah. switch gears and go back. Both, uh, both companies have, you know, both companies have pluses and minuses. Uh, another lesson that I talk about in the book is if you want to do this, mm-hmm. don't be afraid to experiment. So sign up for, so that might mean, for example, uh, working for several different gig companies like you do, you know, right. I told me how you, the ones you work on exactly, uh, you know, so there's the grocery companies and then DoorDash, Amazon, um, but it's it's good to experiment and try different things because that's how you'll discover that's how you'll learn the job mm-hmm. experiment different plate different areas of town to deliver in you might start to make some deliveries in a part of town and it'd be really bad yeah no no tips so try another try another area try another neighborhood yeah. Yeah, you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, right? Right. Like, geographically, like, that whole area is, like, the size of, like, Rhode Island or Delaware or something. It is. It's a... a How many... How far do you travel, like, on an average day? Or do you kind of stick to, like, the same neighborhood? I stick to the same neighborhood. Yeah. And I've done this three years, so I I know all the streets... I know every apartment complex. Yeah, I'm like that too around here. I know where to, I know where to, and uh, the, you you learn that too. You know, mm-hmm. you'll learn. You know, delivering downtown. That's a part in the book. One of the parts in the book is how to deliver to downtown, and you learn you learn where to park and get away with quick parking as you run into a, <laughs> a town office yeah. or whatever. Does your area? Were you are so you're in suburban and urban, or I'm mostly in, just suburban? I'm in the I'm in the center of Dallas, so I'm you know you know most big cities have a loop around them. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in the loop. You know, oh, so, so you're more like in the urban area then, huh? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that must be. Yeah, like I mean, here in Orlando, Orlando doesn't have like there's downtown Orlando, which is. I mean, it's fairly small compared to like it, I'm sure it's small compared to Dallas and like I'm from Albany, New York, and it's actually probably about the same as far as the downtown goes. It's probably about the same size. Um, but actually, I've never done Instacart down there, but I have end up doing DoorDash. And actually, just a couple nights ago, I did Amazon Flex down there, and it's yeah, it's such a pain as far as parking and all that. Um, did you? I, do you I, have any? Uh, or right, go ahead. Uh, I have a friend here. He's in the book. His name is Luis. Uh-huh. Uh, and he, that's another thing I talk about in the book is how I've discovered a really diverse group of people do these jobs, which make, which I think is really cool. Uh, anyway, Luis, he, he started in Miami and uh-huh. he, worked at, he did Instacart in Miami for six or seven months, which is sort of more like what Dallas is. Yeah. You know, comparable that uh-huh. area. I was going to say, did you have any experience working with or in supermarkets before Instacart? Because it's funny because the first job I ever had when I was a kid, like 10th grade, was bagging groceries. And I did that like on and off part time for like eight years from like high school and college. And um, and then I actually worked for Publix at the headquarters in Lakeland for two years on, when, I, when, I, when I was in I.T., and then, um, you know, I got out of IT and now I'm going back into grocery shopping, you know, although Instacart isn't 100% grocery shopping. I mean, it's like probably 90 something percent. I mean, you also do like, um, like we just got Sephora and Spirit Halloween and Big Lots and you got, um, you got that Bed Bath and CBS. Beyond. Oh, yeah. Bed Bath and Beyond. I haven't had any orders there yet, but I mean, the vast majority of my orders are Publix and Aldi. 
and occasionally like BJ's and Sam's Club. Um, you know, you are gonna get Seven Eleven. Well, I do Seven Eleven on DoorDash and Uber Eats. You know, there, there, it's uh, Dallas is the first market for that for Instacart because it's headquartered here. So it's starting here. It'll be nationwide. I thought Instacart was in San Francisco. It is, but they they trial new they they oh, like the they pilot. start they start new stores in a couple of specific areas. Um, when Instacart started Aldi, it was in uh, Dallas and maybe like it, it was in Dallas and like two other places before it started. Yeah. Although Dallas oh. Dallas is not a big Instacart market. Really incomparable. No, no, um, not the the big ones. Although I don't know, this is from like a year or two ago. You know, after 2020, I guess every market is a big Instacart. <laughs> but you know, the big Insta, the really big markets are uh, Houston, Houston and Austin in Texas. Denver is a very big Instacart market. Seattle. You mean it's go it's not big with Insta? Is it is ship bigger there, or it's just not big in general? What like like uh, grocery delivery is not big there, or is shipped bigger than Instacart in Dallas? Well, before everybody started buying, you know, ordering groceries to be delivered at home, mm-hmm. uh, the the target market for Instacart and shipped are soccer moms, y- younger people uh, who are not afraid of ordering whatever they want over their phone. And who live in urban areas. Yeah. And uh, Houston's just, you know, it's just more, it got more of that demographic there. Does this happen to you a lot when I tell someone that I do Instacart? Usually the first question they ask me is, oh, so you must deliver to all old people then, like shut-ins, you know? Yes. Is that the, is that people ask you that? They do. And I hold off explaining that's a very small part of the deliveries. Yeah, those I, those, pe- those people want to go to the store and touch all their vegetables and reckon, you know, be in control. That those people, um, you know, those people don't want to cede control of the grocery shopping to a stranger. Yeah, it's funny because uh, there's a lot of like retirement homes here. I mean, it is Florida, and. So a lot of people do order and it's a lot, you know, a lot of times it's children like, well, adult children like us, you know, ordering for their parents and grandparents. Right. And like a lot of times they're gifts. They don't know what's coming. So mm-hmm. I, there's a lot of retirement homes that I go to. And like ever since COVID hit, it's just, you don't even have to deliver it to their room anymore. You just give it to the front desk. Right. Um, do you do a lot of deliveries like that? Sure. Sure. Um, yeah. Uh, and Exactly. Their daughter has ordered groceries for a mom, and they're usually really happy to get it. Uh, I like to, um, a little tip on that, I will, um, I will message the daughter and, like, send a picture or, or just something, something to say uh, she's thrilled that she got the groceries. You know, yeah. I'll send a personal text back. You know, what... The, Another thing, you asked me this just a second ago when we kind of moved off the subject. You asked me if I had ever worked in a grocery store. Mm-hmm. The answer is no. <laughs> However, what, what, um, what keyed me into this job was the tips. Yeah. Uh, since I, from, from the start, uh, I always have looked at this as a tip job mm-hmm. more than the uh more than the the, the pay the the pay from instacart or whatever yeah. or shift or whoever it is I look at it as a as a tip job. My first job in as a teenager was delivering pizza so oh. and I loved it then and now here we are all these years later and <laughs> I'm delivering pizza again I know. Uh, it's funny because like when I was a kid and like I would see like, you know, like pizza is like pretty much the only place that delivered. And I always like kind of like 
look down on those people like uh, who would want to deliver pizza for a living and like now i mean i don't deliver pizza exclusively but i'm just like you know food delivery is pre- pretty awesome because i mean the way we do it or at least the way i do it because i work for you know doordash and uber eats and instacart i mean trying, i never got was able to get in with grubhub and i did postmates briefly and it was terrible um but it's like yeah i can wear whatever i want i can listen to whatever music i want in the car you know, and like I don't just do pizza. In fact, pizza is probably a minority of the stuff I do. But it's like you know, you also do like Chipotle and fast food and barbecue and Chinese food and everything. So, um, yeah, who whoever thought like, and like you actually can make pretty good money doing this. I mean, like on a bad day, I make like seventeen dollars an hour, and on a good day, I can make like twenty five or more. What's right. like what's do, what's like a good bad day for you down there? So, uh, there's, um, there's a chapter in the book called, this is one of the new chapters that I wrote for the second edition. It's called Advanced. Uh, Advanced Shopping. There was an introduction chapter, but I thought, you know, I need to, I need to sort of distill some advanced advice for people who've done this for three or four months and kind of want to go a step further. And oh, one chapter things- two. Yeah, one of the things you should do is you should set goals. Uh, you should set goals, and you should set a revenue goal, a daily goal, <laughs> advanced shopper class, exactly. And yep. uh, so what I the what I talk what I look at is making twenty dollars an hour, active. Yeah, dollars an hour, and if you can do that, or an eight-hour day. One hundred and sixty dollars a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you, um, I, th- I think, think that's a little more realistic in your market, like here in Orlando, or especially in the. I'm outside of Orlando. Like, I'm convinced that Orlando is probably like the worst major metropolitan market for gig economy in the, in the entire country. Because I should like I I do these vlogs where I show like day to life and how much money I make and. People like what I consider a good day. Most people consider a terrible day, you know. But, well, I mean, let, cost let me, of living is a little cheaper here, though. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about Shift. Uh, sure. Why can't I get in with Shift? I had to do an okay. interview, and it said we'll get back to you, and that was a long time ago. I know. Um, so, Shift. Shift is picky. That's the thing about about Shift. Uh-huh. They're, they're they're picky, uh, but once you get in, there's a whole benefit to that. The best thing about shipped is the tips. The tips are great. They they're different from Instacart. Uh, shipped is old school. There's no pre-tip or anything like that. You just deliver. You're paid a small uh, delivery fee, and then you just have to cross your fingers. People can tip you a week down the line, two yeah. weeks down the line. See, I think that's to me that's a, that's a down. That's how Postmates works. It's like I want to see the upfront tip, right? Because like then it's a gamble. Because then it's. I mean, I always tell people in my videos about Instacart is you should never take a batch without an upfront tip, on the hopes that they're going to tip you at the door, that they're going to tip you later, mm-hmm. unless the Instacart pay itself is worth it. So. Is the shipped pay itself worth it most of the time? Or do you go into it like like what's the percentage of ship customers that tip? Like ninety percent, ninety five, ninety nine? For me, for me, uh almost everybody tips and it's ten percent. Okay. Yeah, that's so, pretty good. So uh and uh the, the you know, shipped shows you different information than Instacart does too. So mm-hmm. it's um and shipped will also match you up with customers who give you five star ratings so that if if you that really keys you in if you are a full-time shopper you will be you'll be getting offers to the same wonderful customers mm-hmm. you know you'll be you'll be you'll be working a pool of of great high tippers didn't and- instacart say they were going to pilot a program like that where Customers could favorite their favorite shoppers. I'll tell you, um, when I deliver Instacart, if someone 
brings it up, I will say, be sure and give me a five-star rating so you will, uh, there'll be a better chance of me delivering for you in the future. That's a real soft sell to get your five-star rating. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Uh, I get a lot of repeat customers for Instacart, um, but, you know, you just have to pick a store that pays well. You know, like, uh, what kind of what kind of shopping do you like to do? Uh, I know there are people who like to do quick and easy grocery deliveries, so mm-hmm. they stick to Aldi. Uh, they stick. There's a new there's a new uh, store of it's a it's a Latin grocery store called La Mexicana. Mm-hmm. Those are quick quick shops. Uh, not necessarily the best tips, but you can get everything done in thirty minutes, thirty five minutes. That's one way to shop. Uh, another way to shop is to pick uh, difficult orders that you know will take a lot of time, and you can bet that people will leave you. You know, will will give you a thirty dollar tip or a thirty five dollar tip afterwards. You can wow. see this too, and you know, so like in in Dallas, you can we have we have a, our store here is Central Market, this like Publix mm-hmm. in Florida. And if you learn that store and learn, uh, you know, how to how to get a customer, you know, the red snapper fillets that, you know, that are that they want, it's twenty five dollars a pound. They'll, you know, you're you're one up on a lot of other shoppers. Yeah, that's uh, that kind of reminds me of um, Sprouts or the Fresh Market. They're like these like upscale gourmet Specialty supermarkets. You have Sprouts in Orlando? Yeah, there's two of them. And it, what's funny about Sprouts is most of the customers are either either they don't tip up front or they're bad tippers. Because like, they only order like 12 items and it'll still be like $100 you know, worth of stuff. Um, Fresh Market's basically the same. I mean, I think Fresh Market and Sprouts is basically what Whole Foods was inspired by. So Whole Foods is like the super corporate you know, mutations of those stores and whole foods used to be with Instacart, but then they, now they're exclusively, you can only get them through Amazon. Although I do do whole foods deliveries occasionally on Amazon flex. I like like delivering to sprouts. There's Mm a, you know, they're based in Arizona. So they're Uh just, they're basically in the South. Okay. Uh, and, um, those are, the tips, you know why people order from Sprouts? People order from Sprouts because they're saving money. They're, if money were no object, they would buy from Whole Foods. So what those people are doing is they're saving money to order from Sprouts. And yeah, one of the, one of the downsides to that is they're just going to stick with a 5% suggested tip yeah. more often than not. I've had Sprouts orders that took me like almost an hour to do like maybe 35, 40 items. Actually, that's pretty, that's a pretty big, what's like the biggest batch you've ever shopped at one time? Like as far as units and items. I've done some, I've done some pretty big ones, uh, especially like in February, the, the biggest, well, you know, you'll get, you know, uh, Kroger, Kroger orders, seven, $800. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've done Costco. I, I've done I've done a Sam's that was like I think eleven hundred dollars. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a whole technique to Sam's. There's uh, some of that. There's that in the book too. Um, all the the big Sam's orders and how they usually go to businesses. How to deliver to business. How yeah. to deliver to businesses and and get good tips delivering to businesses. That's all in the book. Um, but yeah, those are uh, so. Uh, Costco is a big Dallas store. Costco gets lots of Instacart orders here, and those those can be those can be really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a we have Costco, Sam's Club, and BJ's here. There's a BJ's not too far from where I live. Um, it's nice because I know where pretty much everything in the store is. Mm-hmm. I know where most stuff in Sam's Club is, but Sam's Club. 
customers are usually poor tippers. Um, and the, the closest Costco to me is like almost 20 miles away. So I almost never take orders out of there unless I'm down there anyway. Right. You know, what's funny. Like, um, the, something I noticed between last year and this year, well, it's like when uh, 2019, I don't know how it is in your zone, but my zone was, um, for most of the year, it was strictly hours only where you had to schedule your hours on Sunday mornings and then I think like in the summer of 2019, they started, they added the hybrid where they did have an on-demand queue, but it was usually low ball batches. Nobody wanted it anyway. And then in early 2020, they went exclusively on demand. And I noticed ever since they did that, my mileage went way down because I basically just stay in like two cities around here where I live. Last year, I would end up like 40 miles away from home at the end of the night. How, how did, did yours change as far as like that? Who misses that? I know. <laughs> well, you know what? That was before the bot, so I used to make way more money than, well, sometimes. Yeah, we have that problem in Dallas, too. They're, those guys, they hang out at Costco. Mm-hmm. And the, yeah. There's a part in the book... Uh, because this is this is in, this is a new thing in the new edition, uh, the bots, the mm-hmm. scamming, protecting yourself from being scammed. That is one thing I have that that has been an eye opener. Doing this for me is how everybody is scamming everybody. Customers are trying to get they're scamming Instacart. <laughs> uh, uh, people. You know, uh, customers or people scam the shoppers, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and then the bots scam the shoppers. Yeah. I, I, there's, I've known a lot of shoppers who scam Instacart. Yeah. I've, I've heard I, lots of stories. I'm getting like scam calls like once a week now. And you can tell that like they, they call and say, hey, is this Chad Bones? I'm like, yeah, uh, this is so-and-so from Instacart. And as soon as they say that, I know they're lying because they're speaking an American accent like how we are right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, you're not. And I just hang up and they don't call back. Although one of these days I, I want to sit down and like kind of play dumb with them and like see how far I can get them to go. And, you know, I'm taking this cybersecurity class right now. And I don't know if you've ever seen on YouTube. There's like videos where um, hackers like some, you know, some scammers like from India call them and then they actually the the hackers hack their computer and like put malware and everything on it. It's pretty funny. I want to do that to uh, these Instacart scammers. Well, <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty gross. Actually the whole, actually it kind of makes me mad. If I think about it, how people are just scam shoppers it's, mm-hmm. you know, because people don't know any better. And, uh, actually I got scammed the first time, the first time I got a phone call from someone pretending to be Instacart, it was, they knew what they were doing. They, they were doing, they were, they were doing it right. They knew, they saw me in the Facebook groups. So they knew I was all, I was working full time and always shopping. So they called me on a Sunday, you know, the busiest day. They knew I would be working on that day. So they picked Sunday and they picked uh, late in the afternoon, which for me, that was the perfect time to prey on me because they called me and it was like 3.30. I'd been working for five hours and I was just exhausted. So I just hear this voice on the phone, you know, that says, hey, uh, could you um, answer our text? Text back so we can. um..." I don't remember what it was. And I did it. I did it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, they'll even say like they'll give you like a like they're trying to do a multi-factor authentication. Like they're gonna send you a pin code. Logan, would you get off? This exactly. Is... Exactly. And you know it's um, it's like I don't know what their end game is. It's like so, what are they gonna, you know, steal the two hundred something dollars that's in my balance right now you know like yeah, something like a lot of work for not a lot of reward you know well what you want to do is you want to they prey on the full-timers who they know will have more than 40 or 50 bucks in their account mm-hmm. and 
Well, well, I mean, obviously they don't know how little we make here in Orlando. <laughs> well, believe me, there are people in your area making, I think, a lot of money. It's, yeah. I mean, I am not, I am not the best shopper. I do not pretend to be a, you know, the best kind of shopper at all. I've never been the fastest, uh, or, or, you know, I don't pretend to be that, that at all. Then, but, and I've met people, I know yeah. people who, you know, always do over a thousand dollars a week. Um, and make, you know, I did this, yeah. There, there's just different areas. There's an area in Dallas that's not even in Dallas. There's sort of an area in the county over called, it's called Rockwall. And it's a smaller area with a lot of, there's a, it's, there's a lake. So there's a lot of lakefront properties and people who live of means over there. And I know this one, you know, this one lady and, and she's really friendly and really nice and personable. And I mean, so she, she not, I mean, she gets just all these $20 bills, you know, people shower her in cash. Yeah. You know, how often, when was the last time you got a cash tip? It, it depends <sighs> on your personality. You, in yeah. words, you would be, you would be really surprised at the kind of money people make. I used to get a lot more cash tips. Well, I think a lot of it's because ever since COVID, like I'd say like 90% of the deliveries are leave at the door now. Um, <laughs> So like people, they don't, they don't, they're, you're not there face to face to give you cash tips. Sometimes they'll put it in an envelope and they'll put Instacart or whatever on there and you can tell. Yeah. It's, have you been, ha have you been given money that smells of Lysol yet? <laughs> well, yeah, back in the early <laughs> days, but I mean, I think people are smart enough to know now that right. COVID isn't uh, transferable on surfaces and uh, Publix, they still have the, the people wiping down every shopping cart as it comes back i'm like you don't need to do that it doesn't transfer on surfaces i mean all they're really doing is protecting against like salmonella or people who don't you know wash their hands when they blow their nose or whatever um yeah, they do yeah that. how did um how did covid change like every like the way you worked and everything down there changed everything uh it it shifted the orders that we got. The, uh -huh. So this this might be an, a, an answer. This might be an answer you or an interesting way to answer the question. It shifted the orders that we got because a lot. But before COVID, you would get uh, you would you could make a lot of money on Mondays and Tuesdays in the mornings delivering to companies, to businesses, and office kitchens. Yeah, uh, those are usually good orders. Costco and Sam's, you know, to office kitchens. Well, that all ended. And then what COVID did was everybody was at home. So everything became residential and you were only delivering in the day. because And everybody was always there. Uh, so you had yeah. no missing customers. And at the at the beginning, stores here they started opening later and closing earlier. Did right, they do that there? they abbreviated. Yes, they they reduced their shifts, mm -hmm. so there was you know fewer shifts and more people. That's all gone. Mm -hmm. uh, there's business orders too. Now it's not like what it was, but I guess next year, you know, that'll come back. Mm -hmm. What's like the. Uh... The craziest, um, like something that somebody wanted that you knew, like in a million years, they weren't going to get. Like I've seen, it was about a year last summer, probably like May or something. A business wanted twenty five cases of bottled water, but from a supermarket and not from a club store. So I knew in a million years they weren't going to get no twenty five cases of water. I think they got like twelve. You know, have you ever seen something crazy like that? Yes. Although you said you did these thousand dollar orders, maybe you actually fulfilled them. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, um, I have a friend here, and his attitude—he does—he does Instacart full time every day. Mm -hmm. uh, and his attitude is, if the customer wants it, 
he will get it for them. Um, he once had a customer, and this was in the Whole Foods days. I think it was a Whole Foods. I don't know. But he had a customer who wanted a peanut butter sandwich. I think they special requested a peanut butter sandwich. And because sometimes these stores will have a pre-made peanut butter sandwich wrapped in saran wrap over against the wall. Right. Anyway, they, they didn't have any peanut butter sandwiches. So what did he do? He bought a can of peanut butter. He bought jelly and bread. He mm-hmm. charged and he made a sandwich and he charged them for everything. And he got a big tip and he got a tip off of that. Well, I mean, I hope it was worth it. I wouldn't be, I'm like, I'm not your personal chef, motherfucker. <laughs> well, you know, it's, uh, I also know people who like keep, uh, Clorox wipes in their car. Yeah. So if somebody needs special orders, Clorox wipes, mm-hmm. they actually, those are around now, but yeah, um, you know, the, when those were gone, he would, keep, he would have a stash have stashes yeah. of Clorox wipes. I know there's towels. masks and hand sanitizer and Clorox wipes. Yeah. Like more like I have I have more masks and gloves, disposable gloves that I could use like probably in a lifetime right now. <laughs> I think there's a look, there's three bottles right here from yeah. DoorDash and this is like here's a kit I got from Amazon Flex the other day. Like right. and then I have I have like a huge box of these disposable masks in the exactly or somewhere. No shortage of PPE. Uh, um, are you actually worried about you know getting COVID? Because I'm not. I figured if I was going to get it, I would have got it by now. Well, actually, I was thinking the other day uh, it would probably. Be, I've thought about getting an antibody test. Mm-hmm. Just to know, um, because uh, exactly, you know, if uh, you know, Texas has a mask mandate, so you're going to be wearing a mask. Well, and then of course, if you shop for these companies, you're you are signing on the dotted line with Instacart and shipped. I am wearing a mask while working for you, uh, and if they discover you don't, they will deactivate you. So anyway, if you just follow this, uh, I think you're, I, for me, I feel like I'll be fine. So actually, there's a, uh, I have a blog about this. this. I've done this for three years. I have worked in 2018 and 2019. I've worked through all the flu seasons. And I always was pretty aware of the fact that these grocery stores, there's little kids everywhere. You know, little kids <laughs> coughing and, you know, moms with 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 their babies. And yeah. uh, so I've always been pretty careful about, uh, you know, during flu season to wash your hands and yeah, and that uh, sneeze into your elbow. Yeah. You know, the vampire sneeze. It's called a vampire sneeze. Oh, yeah. Uh, so if you just do that. Yeah, it's funny because like if I have to cough or sneeze in public now, like I do like everything I can to like suppress it. <laughs> um, what's your what what kind of car do you drive? Well, when I started, uh, when I started Instacart, I drove this clunker, this Mitsubishi Eclipse, uh-huh. which is a pretty small car. I drove. I it was it was nine years old. I drove. Uh, and so when I started Instacart, I saved up as much money as I could for six months. And I got what I have now, which is a Ford Escape. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's, yeah, a cha- there's, a chap- there's a chapter in the book on automobiles. Um, because actually, if you want to do this seriously, you should get a, an automobile and it should be the right kind of vehicle. It should not be a brand new BMW. Oh yeah, yeah. Nor nor should it be a tiny little, you know, toy, you know, little box. Fiesta. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So yeah, um, you know, I I drive a Honda Fit, which actually is a small car, but it the seats fold up in the back 
So like there's tons of room and you know, it's really like, and you can fold the seats down if you have to and everything. Um, yeah, it's, it's great. And also it's really high, um, fuel efficiency. Like I get like a minimum of 30 miles a gallon plus using get upside and gas buddy helps too. Cause I pay like way less for gas than most people do. I don't know why anybody would pay full price for gas when there's, you know, there's companies just will paying you to pay less for gas. Gas buddy is good. I, um, for me, so I live, I'm the opposite of you. I actually live next to the Dallas Costco. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's, it's about a mile. It's not, oh, that's nice. So it's, it's about a mile. So I can get, I get lots of batches there, but I've also, I'm all in since doing this. I've gone all in with Costco. I have the business membership, which is a tax write-off. Mm. Uh, and I buy all my gas at Costco because it's there. It's 10 cents lower than anywhere else in, in Dallas. Mm. And, I can uh, get 25 cents off with uh, Gas Buddy. Right. Yeah. What what's what's your car setup like? Like what kind of insulated bags and what other like tools and stuff do you have in there? Uh, I've got the insul. Uh, well, the first your first for for your um your Swiss Army toolkit. Mm-hmm. The first thing is a cart. You've got to have a delivery yeah. cart, folding wagon, a folding wagon. I've got one of the red carts that, you know, they sell for like $45, 40 to $50. Uh, so I have a cart. I have maybe two insulated bags. I don't go too heavy on the insulated bags, really. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, you know, I'm more, I'm more in, so, you know, like I live in Texas in the summer, it gets, you know, 95 degrees, hundred degrees. So I, uh, you know, for, to keep like for ice cream and that kind of stuff, I'm really big about just putting everything in paper bags. Yeah. Paper insulation is pretty good. Yeah. And that works for me. Yeah. I see, like, I'm in a lot of like, um, Facebook groups specifically for Florida Instacart shoppers and gig economists and stuff. And I see a lot of people like go crazy, like getting like a cooler, like with ice packs and stuff. I'm like, you're not driving 50 miles, you know, to make the delivery. Like if you keep all the cold food in a bag together, it'll stay cold on the way to the customer's house. Like it's Luis, Luis yeah. has a, he has a cooler. He, he, he has a cooler in his car. You can, um, you know, you can fill your cooler. So, you know, there's benefits to this. I don't have a cooler, but you can fill a cooler with ice. And as the water melts, you can drink it. I just uh, I just invested in two um, catering bags, like those big, big, like they're like a cooler, but they're folding, you know, uh-huh. and like you can fit three brown paper bags in there. And uh, it's nice, like and also like if you if you have double or triple shops, you can throw it in the cart and then, you know, you know, this bag is for customer A and this bag is for customer B and all that. Yeah. Um, the only problem is like you have to carry it like a suitcase where the those Ozark trail bags from Walmart you just throw it over your shoulder. In fact, you know, it's not the one I'm in this shirt, but um, yeah, it, I see. I saw somebody on Facebook, some dude yesterday. He said, "I don't want to use one of those Walmart bags. They, they look too much like a purse." I'm like, "What are you talking about? It's like they're this big. Like what purse? Like, and what do you care what people think? You know, just get over yourself, dude." Oh, speaking of compromise, uh, are those blue IKEA bags? Those wide IKEA bags, those yeah. don't, those do. Uh, you can, I think, you can put two sacks. Mm-hmm. They, so th- those are good for uh, if you've got a couple of bags. If you want to, like, yeah, for separating you go the up to a third floor apartment with stairs, those yeah. IKEA bags are good for that. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. Speaking of Facebook, so the other day I I posted a link promoting this book on there. And, like, immediately all these people were, like, poo-pooing it. Like, why do you need to read a book to know how to do this job? Just do it. And I'm like, you guys are such morons. And it's kind of like, if, you, if you're if you smart enough to get this book or, like, watch my YouTube videos, 
you're already like a, a way better shopper or at least in a better position than probably like 90% of the field. Cause I'd say like probably 90% of the shoppers out there, like put in like the bare minimum effort. Cause they're just looking to get a paycheck. They don't like, they don't send notes, you know, they don't um, like, you know, they, they certainly wouldn't pack ice in their cooler or anything like that. Some of them don't even have insulated bags, you know, or they shop at all. They just use empty boxes, you know, no car, no delivery car. Yeah. No wagon. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, it's kind of like I think I mean I know the like the reason I started doing my YouTube Instacart tutorials is basically because they should have been there anyway, and they're not. I mean, like Instacart has like some tutorials within the app, but you know, it's just like what three paragraphs about something, and like they're very vague. I wanted to be like as specific as possible. So, like, what was your impetus or inspiration to write these books? So. This is what's not in that book. What's not in there is a discussion of the pay plan. There's nothing about, I, I don't go into the, uh, there's nothing about how to use the app mm -hmm. or technical uh, things like that. The book is about how to make the job a real job, how you can turn it into a full-time job, or if you don't need a full-time job, how to turn it into a job that works for you. I interview a bunch of people, several, all the people who I quote in the, in this book, in the book now, the common theme is flexibility. So the mm -hmm. flexibility is what makes delivering groceries work for a you know for a mom who has kids and but has time in the day while they're at school to make some extra money or the flexibility for someone to do this full time and make it their full time job or you know or or what it, or like or like my friend Chet who does it in Florida and drives to to Dallas and works on the side and Anyway, the so so the the book is about that really. It it doesn't teach you how to use the app. It teaches you how to make the job into something that you can use. Mm. Okay, and 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 how to and how to set how to set goals, uh, how to taxes. <laughs> there's a full there's a chapter on on. Income taxes. That's one of the perennial questions. So, um, you know, another thing is uh, when I started Instacart, actually, so back in the day, Dallas had mentors. Did, I don't know if they had that in, in Orlando. But anyway, when I, I made friends with the mentors and I would sort of hang out with them and I, I would see that. And if you're a, if you were an Instacart mentor, all these new people would come and meet you at the grocery store cafe and get, you know, and ask some questions. So I was around them and I noticed that everybody was sort of asking the same 10 questions over and over again. Mm. You know, people want to know the same, it's the same things. And, uh, anyway, so I, I was able to pick, I did not, I don't devote any time in the book to like the technical part of how to use the app. I devote the whole book instead on how to, how to make a living delivering groceries mm -hmm. how to improve your tips yeah that's that's kind of what my youtube channel is too you know yeah um yeah we've been we've been going for a while so i think we cut what we was there anything we didn't cover that you want to talk about do you i mean have you made friends with many shoppers um there, really. I not, mean, you met me. I mean, through the internet. But what about like in Orlando, where you live? Um, not really. Not in person. I. I mean, I see other shoppers in the store. I remember, like, like a year ago. Um, I used to kind of talk. I mean, way before COVID, like the there are certain in-store shop. Like I used to do delivery-only orders a lot more. I don't know if it's changed. This happened for you, but ever since basically all of 2020, my delivery-only orders went plummet i've done i do like maybe one a month mm -hmm. maybe two tops and i used to do one or two a week what stores what stores in your area have in-store shoppers um aldi and Publix. 
Okay, and Aldi's gone. So well, they they have in-store shoppers, but they're all the employees now. Yeah, yeah. They do curbside. They do curbside. So I've never done a. I haven't done a delivery only out of Aldi probably in like a year or so. We don't. We don't. Instacart doesn't. That 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 you're not shoppers don't get Instacart dos to Aldi anymore. Yeah, you it'll just be Publix. Yeah, yeah. I think. um, Well, there's also so many more shoppers that they were briefly at Fresh Market too. Well, you know the pan the the pandemic has changed the the company Instacart strategy with in in store shoppers. Mm -hmm. That it's changed their that that's something I think they're dealing with. Because before COVID, um, Aldi, for example, Aldi was happy to let Instacart deal with it. Aldi didn't want to get involved in 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 store shopping and running an app and all that. Neither did Albertsons mm-hmm. uh, or HEB. HEB is a big grocery store here in Texas. They didn't want to get involved in that. Co- COVID forced them to make their own do, do it learn do it all themselves and now instacart's not doing as much yeah so yeah shipped does not have in-store shoppers you do not deal you don't have to mess yeah. with that with shipped that's a like doing whole foods through amazon flex is basically the same thing they somebody shops it and then you just go deliver it uh those are that's a pain in it. oh have you ever tried have you looked into dumpling so I have a friend, Greg. I met him here in Dallas and he was doing Instacart. Uh me being so the social animal that I am, struck up, you know, stayed friends with, with Greg. He and his wife moved to Portland about a year ago, and he has started his he has made this his his own branded delivery business okay it's williams delivery and yeah. uh so and he does instacart he delivers for all these different platforms and he does dumpling so i bring it up because to answer your dumpling question he does dumpling and he has so i do know someone who actually uses? Oh, you've never you've never tried it yourself. I haven't. You you yeah. have to promote it. I mean, yeah, they don't. I think they they like give you like one or two customers to start, but then you have to do everything else. You have to do everything else now. Um, I'll tell you. I'll be honest with you. I've thought about it. So if you live in a metro area, if you live in one of these, well, maybe it doesn't have to be a metro area. Maybe it can be like in you know a small town with just one or two grocery stores mm-hmm. but if you if you have a lot of personal relationships with the same customers who really like you know who know you and know you by name you could sign up for dumpling and bring them in to be you know and sell them to just order from you in the future yeah that, that's essentially how it works I see. It's funny here, um, like in some of the Florida Facebook groups, um, people will basically and stupidly admit to poaching Instacart customers. They're like, oh, yeah, I signed up with Dumpling. And then whenever I do a delivery with Instacart, I put my business card or like a flyer or something in there trying to get the customer to join me on Dumpling. You know, because I I mean, like I've had customers say, wow, I wish you could be my shopper every time. And it's like, well, Technically, you could through Dumpling, or you could actually do it through TaskRabbit, too. Um, although, I was with TaskRabbit for a while, and I never had a single grocery delivery. Like, it was just all, help me move. <laughs> exactly. Or uh, put this IKEA furniture together. That was about it. So Actually, I deactivated my TaskRabbit account a week or two ago. I'm just sick of helping people move. I don't want to do it. <laughs> so, so ex- exactly what you said. If you do Instacart and sign up with Dumpling, if you make flyers and leave flyers with the customer's groceries, that is absolutely not the way to do Dumpling. 
Mm-hmm. You cannot do that. Instacart will deactivate you, first of all. Yeah. And um, if they find out. Yeah, the customer would have to rat you out. But. You, the, uh, the, only, the, the way to feasibly do that is, I mean, I'm saying these are with your customers who know you by name, who sit and chit-chat with you, you know, when you bring them the groceries. And, and uh, that, that's how you would do dumpling. It would be someone who you have a personal relationship with and you can ask personally, not passive, not passive aggressively leave a, yeah. a sheet of paper, you know, a, an ad in there in with their with their has uh has corner shop opened up there that's uber's instacart corner shop here they're in miami but they haven't made their way to orlando yet because i actually i signed up and it's just i haven't got actually i haven't got an official yes or no and i even try to sign up on the customer end and it just said sorry there's no stores available in your area so because i've seen people in again in some of the florida groups saying that they're making baller money doing corner shop, but they're all in like Miami in that area. You know, like Miami is a very rich town. Um, and that's also whenever a new gig app starts up, like they always pay baller money and then the pay goes way down. I mean, you were with Instacart back before like the, the major easy, pay structure, right? The easy money. Yeah. The easy, the, the, the gravy train, you're yeah. on the gravy train back in the day. So those people who are doing corner shop in Miami, what stores it it depends. Where are they shopping? Is is it Walmart? Uh I, I yeah, I assume it's probably I assume so, it's the same as Instacart stores. Well, I um actually so corner shop is in Texas and I uh I heard through my grapevine of friends that Corner shop lost Walmart. Uh, so now if you are a corner shop, so, and I don't know, actually you should maybe, maybe someone watching this can message you in the comments and you can have a, you can interview them. But as far as I know now, if you do corner shop, it's Kroger and Albertsons, but, but no more Walmart. Wal- uh, the whole Walmart delivery thing, you know, Walmart has its own delivery system now that they're starting up and yeah walmart's like all jacked up because like they have like they're on so many different i've seen on all they the deliver time. through postmates doordash yes. uh point pickup um spark delivery i mean those and that's just to name a few i'm sh- like but i wish walmart would just maybe they should do like what amazon does and just have their own fleet of delivery drivers or something although i will say i don't know if you've seen any of my vlogs but you know i do i do i get a lot of walmart pickups around here and last year they were terrible you would be waiting like at least a half hour and like most customers didn't tip and like now they're they're pretty on point like you it's a pretty quick sometimes you pull up and they're already waiting for you mm-hmm. say so no you're coming which is nice so, although one thing I don't like about you're, Walmart, you're, you're dashing, right? When you yeah, do, on DoorDash, yeah, um, there's no upfront tip. So whenever you do, take a Walmart order, like you're, I'm basing it based on exclusively the DoorDash pay to see if it's going to be worth it. You know. Anyway, uh, yeah, we've been going a while. So, um, like I said, anything else you want to plug or talk about? Just thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, let's check out. Let's do it again soon. Shop like a pro. Oh yeah, plug your um, Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. So uh, you can <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Twitter at take. I'll the put turtle. links to everything below. Right. right. Follow me on Twitter at take the turtle. Uh, I have an Instagram account and there's a Facebook page for Shop mm-hmm. Like a Pro. Uh, I also have a blog called GigEconomyGuru.com. And the blog I update pretty regularly, and it's with general lessons. So if you go to the blog, you can uh, you can learn more about how to do this. Yeah. And are you going to start making YouTube videos like how I do, or just like well, I, well now ride along vlogs, or I um well maybe you can help me get started on. <laughs>
the channel is there. Yeah, it's funny because I'm when, when I was reading this book, or actually both these books, really. I'm like, oh, I want to write my own book because, like, I when I'm reading this, I'm like, I want to do it like I would do it so different, you know. But to just to well, I'll be happy. I should have done it over the summer because I there was almost three months there where I was collecting the pandemic unemployment assistance. I was getting paid more to not work than to work. So, right, right. But I mean, I'm just like laziness. Just like, you know, it's like. Well, I get into a rut, and I just it's really hard for me to get out of it, you know? You've got to um, set up a home office. You've mm-hmm. got to make lists. Make lists. Yeah. Put that on your list and start start sketching out your book outline. All right. Well, if you guys watch all the way to the end, you are awesome. Thanks for watching, and check out Steve. I'll put all his links in the description below. And uh, this is fun. Maybe we'll do it again sometime. Thanks, Chad. Bye, and guys. The third edition. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll see you later. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Chad will be back Sunday with his co-host Hannibal, discussing the latest news, trends, and viral posts from the delivery and rideshare sectors of the gig economy. Until then, keep hustling. <laughs>